Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cultivating Connections. Uh, Today we're exploring uh, another way that we tend to underestimate kids. I had a conversation with someone uh, recently about choosing books to read during read aloud, whether that be in the classroom or at home as your kids are kind of getting ready for bed or what whatever part of your evening routine that is. So one of the things that at Square 32 that I'm always talking to people about is the fact that we really underestimate kids. I think we avoid subjects with them or things that we think may be a little too um, difficult for them to comprehend. And I think we underestimate them and and protect them from things that they might be interested in uh, and might be able to understand themselves. So this kind of led me to an idea um, about some tips that you can use when you're reading to kids and you're choosing literature uh, to expose them to something beyond just um, the traditional picture book, which of course are fabulous and incredible in in their own right. Um, But there's other, other ways that you can foster that love of reading uh, as your kids start to uh, get older and might be interested in, in some books that, that are uh, what seem to be beyond their scope of understanding. So one of the things that I was talking to this person about is, you know, really thinking about the choice of the books that you're, that you're making. Uh, you know, you don't, if you have a three-year-old or four-year-old at home, you're not going to go with a huge adult novel. Um, they may be interested in that. And, you know, the second part of that is to kind of, to try it out and not be afraid to abandon it. So if you start uh, a book that your child is really interested in, and then you find that they're really not uh, into it, or it's really too difficult, you know, cut your losses. It's time to um, abandon that book. But when you do find that right mix of something that's interesting to your kids, it's just maybe just above their what they could do on their own. There's just a couple of tips that I think are important to um, think about. One, you want to think about breaking that story into shorter bursts. So obviously you're not going to make a goal of reading a chapter at a time. Might be in some books, but I think concentrating on a shorter burst and keeping in mind your child's attention span. I think another important thing is to stop for questions. So because you're reading in shorter bursts, make sure that you're stopping throughout and you're checking for understanding. Ask them if there's something they don't understand, if there's a word that they heard that they've never heard before. All of those things kind of generate discussion about the book, uh, which I think is important as kids try to comprehend something that may be a little advanced for them. Two other options uh, when doing this. One is to listen to the audiobook. So when you're in the car or you're in the classroom, if you have kind of a downtime or uh, a quiet time during your classroom, put the audiobook on and kids can enjoy the music of that story while they're kind of unwinding uh, or sketching. So if you're reading to a classroom or even with your individual child at nighttime, you can do sketches of what you're seeing, what you're thinking is kind of unfolding in the story. Another important thing that educators do in the classroom to help build comprehension skills is to talk out loud. So we call this a think aloud. So after, you know, a page or um, after a really important paragraph, stopping and talking through what it is that you are 
contemplating, what you're comprehending. Maybe it's a question that you're thinking to yourself uh, or a comment, but it's just role modeling exactly how to make comprehension and a part of active reading. You also want to make sure that you're animating your voice. You want to kind of act it out. Uh, you'll notice that in audiobooks that people take on different character voices or accents. So you want to make sure that you're doing that too. Uh, it's very different than a picture book, which has the pictures that help build the story and help support the comprehension. So animating your voice, getting loud, getting soft, all of those are tools to keep kids engaged and interacting. And of course, you want to stop at the climactic points. So nothing screams, read more, read more. Um, if, if you uh, get to a climatic point in the story and all of a sudden you decide to stop for the evening. So it's up to you whether you decide to uh, continue reading and give them that extra three to five minutes before bedtime or uh, before moving on to math or whatever you're doing in the classroom. Uh, but that's always a really interesting and fun, fun way to keep kids uh, engaged really important to expose kids to stories they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. Uh, and I think, as I mentioned before, one of the most important lessons here is to really not be afraid to abandon because you're talking about a really special time between uh, a teacher and student or a parent and a child. And really the worst thing that you can do at this point is have a negative spin on that time. So having a, a book that becomes a chore or really the kids become disinterested in. It really takes that special time that's supposed to be shared and enjoyed, read alouds, uh, and turns it into something that's uh, not representative of what, we've, what we want kids to be thinking about uh, when we think about special story time together. So anyway, those are my tips for uh, choosing read alouds uh, that might be a little bit above your children's comprehension level or reading level themselves. Uh, but I think, as I said before, we believe that kids are underestimated and this is just one way of exposing them to something that they might become interested in or be more interested in. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.